This is a Podfire production. This podcast may have explicit themes and swearing and may not be suitable for children. The world is full of amazing people and once a week I get the opportunity to interview one of them. My name is Brett McCallum and this is Awesome Humans. G'day guys, I have the absolute pleasure today to bring you uh, an ambassador for a, a country and the country is Guatemala. Uh, I've got Ronald Racinos with me. Hello, sir. Hello, Brett. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Lovely to be here. Mate, one of the things I love to do on this podcast, it's called Awesome Humans because what it is, it's all about you. And what I like to find out is your story, where you come from and uh, what you do now and how you do things. So are you comfortable with a few little questions? Yeah, no problem at all. So where were you born? I was born in the city of Quetzaltenango. That's the second city in Guatemala. Uh, It's about 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. So it's the second city, but it's still rather small. It's up in the highlands, so I'm used to the Canberra weather. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, what's your first ever memory? How far back can you go? My first vivid memory, uh, probably riding my bike right in front of my house. Yeah, yeah. And what was the uh, what was your sort of upbringing like in Guatemala? Um, since we were a small town, it was very very local. You knew everybody. You could go out in the street. I was, I I remember being eight or nine years old and playing soccer right in, in the street in front of my house. And when a car would pass by, we would pick up the post. I ran, ran to the, side <laughs> of the, <road. laughs> the car would pass and then we, we would bring the, the goalpost back. So everyone knew everyone and, and it was safe. Very safe when I grew up. And you sort of go inside when the sun goes down. Yeah. <laughs> there was no clock. You just yeah. run inside. And, uh, yeah, basically. And that's what's, So what was your first school? What school did you go to? I went to an American school all my life. Okay. That's why I, I learned my English. With the accent, yeah. Yeah. So it was called Inter-American School. It was a... And that was in Guatemala? In Guatemala, in uh-huh. my hometown. It was actually a school that was originally created for the kids of missionaries and diplomats. Okay. But as uh, there wasn't enough numbers to sustain the school, they, they allowed a certain number of Guatemalans in every year, and I was lucky to, to be able to join there. And how come you were one of those lucky ones? We still don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was just the luck of the draw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And so what was the difference in school between that and a normal local Guatemalan school? Well, I had the whole American curriculum mm-hmm. from, from kindergarten on. Uh, all of my friends were either American or Canadian. Mm-hmm. So that brought me up in a different way. Even the music I listened to and the shows I used to watch on Sport TV. as well? Sports and yeah, 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 all of that. So it gave me... I think a taste of both worlds. Okay. Because my friends outside of school were, of course, Guatemalan, but yeah. my friends in school were American or, or Canadian. So it gave me a good taste of what I didn't know was going to become my future in international life. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So did those friends mix? So did the, the Americans and Canadians mix with the local Guatemalan kids as well? Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, one, of, one of my best friends right now lives in LA. He's, yeah. He's a full American, but he studied with me from pre kinder to graduation as a, in high school. And why so is that? Was that his dad or? Yeah, his dad was a missionary. Okay. So he, I, I don't think he's uh, that American anymore. He's very Guatemalan, even though he lives in, in in L.A. And yeah, the way he talks, the way he <laughs> he, he acts and stuff, so it's very Guatemalan. And what's the difference between a Guatemalan and an American? More um, laid back? More laid back. And, and the Latin culture still tends to be very warm. Okay. We're very warm people. There's yeah. a lot of hugging going on. Yeah. Family life is really important. Uh, all the families meet up two or three times a year, a year at least. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. 
It's um, it's it's interesting, isn't it? How you got these different cultures all come together in schools, and no one cares that who's what, what color, what race, what anything. And then when you get outside of schools, that's where all the trouble starts. It's, I find <laughs> yeah. it really interesting how that all works, uh, and how kids view, view other people from other countries is is pretty amazing. When you grow up like that, you don't even use the word foreigner no exactly it, yeah. it, it doesn't exist you're, you're just, just my kids, friend yeah you're just kids <laughs> playing soccer and kicking a ball around and your best mates tomorrow you hate each other the next day best mates the day after that's the <laughs> yeah, way it works isn't yeah it? yeah so where'd you go to high school uh the same school so all the way through all the way through oh wow. i graduated yeah and did you uh what did you always want to become originally yeah. i wanted to be a music engineer music so <laughs> yeah. you like your music oh i love music music is my passion but it didn't work out i would have had to study in the u.s for that yeah that, well, that that can be very expensive, so I decided to follow my dad's steps and become a lawyer. Okay, so so talk, tell me about mom and dad. Dad was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, he actually just recently passed away in March. Oh, sorry. So about I that. had I had to travel to Guatemala for that, but um, he was a lawyer. He worked all his life as a lawyer. Uh, when he started his career, he was one of the few lawyers in town. So yeah. So basically, everybody knew him and. It was hard to fill his shoes up yeah. because when you have a figure like that to fill after, it's hard. But I think I did a decent job doing oh, it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And were you brought up in a strict household or what was what was life like in Guatemala as a kid? Um, no, my, my family was very laid back, I would think. Mm -hmm. Strict in some things like studies. My dad would not give me a penny if my grades were not uh, what he wanted Fair them cool. to be. But then, you know, he would let me go out. He would let me do sports. He he was happy with me doing the music things. Yeah. Or, no, it was, he was a very laid-back guy. He, he just let us be most of the time. And did you play music as well? I started learning the guitar for a while. Uh -huh. I had a drum set right before I came to, to Australia. Yeah. And, and I was getting pretty good at it. So, yeah, yeah, I've always liked the music. So what's the what's the go-to? What, what sort of music is the go-to? Basically anything rock. Rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So growing up, you were following what sort of bands? Well, my brother's friends would come home with all the LPs of the old classic bands like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, oh, The Doors. Nothing that better, is it? <laughs> so, so as a boy, eight or nine years old, that's, yeah. that was my first encounter with music. Uh -huh. Then as I grew up, the, all the glam metal scene came came to be, all the LA scene with Motley Crue and yeah. Poison and all those bands. So. That finished up my growing up. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned your brother. How many siblings do you have? I have one brother. He's okay. a dentist. And is he in Guatemala still? Yeah, he's in Guatemala. And what does he think about you living in Australia? He wants to come visit. I got somewhere yeah. to visit. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, he, he he does well for himself. But yeah. If he's very well based in Guatemala as well. And so in Guatemala, did you stay in the like same city, in the second city? Or did you, did you travel much around? Or Well, um, I started... Tra uh, working with the current president of Guatemala, mm -hmm. uh, well, now 18 years ago. Wow. he's so a, He was a lawyer? No, he, he's a doctor, but but um he's been involved in politics for quite a while. Okay. So I started working with him, and that made me have to travel to the capital quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, that and other clients that I started getting in Guatemala, because my, my main focus was investment and trade, made me have to travel I don't know, once or twice to Guatemala City. It's only a three-hour drive, but, okay. but it's still... It's still a drive. It's still a drive, yeah. <laughs> it's funny when you say that, because like, in Australia, obviously everything's so far apart. <laughs> it makes a big difference. Yeah, it? yeah. So tell me about the um, about sort of the family. So you were, you were um, you went to university? Yeah, 
And what did you study there? Law? Law. Yeah, yeah, was that in Guatemala as well? That was in my hometown. Okay. And then later I did my master's in, in Spain mm -hmm. and my doctorate back in, in my hometown. And during this time, were you single? Were you, when did you meet your wife? I met my wife right when I was finishing my master's degree. Okay. Yeah. And how did that meeting take place? Well, I was I was calmly in my office just working. And, yeah. and she came in because some friends had um, told her that I spoke English and that I was a lawyer. So she came to tell me what she was doing and basically to see if I could help her. And I, and I did. And it was love at first sight, was it, Mike? I don't know if it was a first sight, but, <laughs> but but she didn't end up coming to Australia until now. Oh, there you yeah. go. So you done well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got uh, you got two kids. I got two girls. Yeah, a sixteen year old and an eleven year old. Isn't it amazing the difference that when you have a kid, like the love that you feel for, like obviously you love your wife and all that, but then when you have a child, it's like just blows everything out of the water. Yeah, yeah. I, I look back now when I was when I was small, and my mum and dad used to say, oh, you're the most cherished thing ever, all this sort of stuff, and they go, yeah, yeah, whatever. But actually when you have kids, it's like, yeah, I actually get it now. Yeah, yeah. You, you start understanding a lot of things. And what um, what the kids growing up in Guatemala, was it a different Guatemala from when you grew up? Um, yeah, I have to say that it was. Uh, in I what way? I remember being able to ride my bike with my tennis racket in the back, when I was 10 years old, and my parents not worrying about it. Yeah. When my girls grew up there, uh, they couldn't do that anymore. The traffic was too too much, and it can be unsafe sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's a different Guatemala. So, Guatemala's had a reputation in the past of obviously being an unsafe, uh, well, not an unsafe place, but right in the middle of, of a, a number of different countries around the drug trade and drug lords and all that sort of stuff. Um, I believe when the new president came into power that a lot of that changed and he's made a massive difference in the country. And w was that always coming or how, how was it living through those times? Well, um, with the drug situation, us Guatemalans don't have a lot of problems because, okay. we're, because we're not really the destiny of those drugs. Yeah, very cool. We're, we're just the road for them. Yeah. So not a lot of them stay there. Yeah, okay. so, so There's no big issues in that part. No, not too much. Some of the coastal areas have difficulties with some of these drug lords that live around the area mm -hmm. but but yeah luckily the drugs don't stay in our country at least most part of it don't mostly passes through yeah. okay yeah. um the capital city can sometimes be a little bit unsafe like most capital cities well, of, it's of the same anywhere in the world isn't it yeah. really yeah, yeah there's basically. good streets and bad streets yeah <laughs> but then when when you get out into the rest of guatemala all the highlands all the coastal area it's very safe it's actually safer than people would imagine so what's tourism like oh we we get a fair bit of tourism a lot of americans and a lot of europeans okay um a lot of people come to guatemala to learn spanish it's one of the best places to learn spanish oh why um, why is that our accent is not as heavy as other places okay in, i understand so it's easier for english to understand it yeah and, and it's pronounce a, it it's a very neutral accent what we have mm -hmm. so when you learn with us you can use that accent in most of the rest of Latin America, uh, and they'll understand you perfectly. Yeah. While other uh, other uh, sister countries, their accents are are pretty strong, so it's hard to get rid of that when you're learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what? Um. So talk to me about politics. When did you When did you first get involved? I was in. I think that it must have been 2010, more And was or less. that something, like an aim to go into politics, or were you dragged into it? How did that work? No, I always wanted to do something for my country. Okay. My country gave me so much growing up, and and 
in my in my way of life that I always wanted to give something back. So my first position was in the city council yeah. where, I, where I live. I was there for a while, and I was the advisor to the mayor for quite a while as well. And is that something you enjoyed doing, like advising politicians? Yeah, I have to say that advising is probably the best place where I can be. You, you wouldn't want to become the politician? Um, probably not. Uh-huh. It's frustrating for them. I, yeah. I can see the frustration that they that they carry sometimes when they want to do right and they can't. It, being a politician is a difficult thing. So, advising a politician is way easier. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're telling them the right things to do, <laughs> but, like, whether they do it or not, <laughs> that's on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you said that you've been working with the president for a number of years, yeah. and is that as an advisor, or how did that all happen? I was his personal lawyer for a while. Yeah, and I did advise him legally a lot in the different parties that we've been in. So, we we built a friendship. It's more a friendship than a than anything yeah. else. Uh, he's a very good man. He's he's got great intentions for for the country. So I was convinced to work with him just because I knew him. And did he win in a landslide, or how how did the election go? No, it was his third election. Oh he wow, had, he, he had lost before. Yeah, uh, and he stuck to it. He is one of those men that <laughs> will never give up. Yeah, if you hear his life story, is just amazing. Um, when he was in med school, he got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Wow. And at a certain point, he was paralyzed from the neck down. And he actually graduated as a doctor being paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. He, his mom wrote his thesis as he spoke. Yeah. And he would turn the pages of the book with a pencil in his mouth. And with the eraser part, he would be changing. Turn the pages. Yeah. And he graduated, that, he graduated that way. So that just shows you the kind of man that he is. He's wow. Not, he's not going to give up and he's not yeah. going to stop. So he's to a certain point been inspirational in my in my career. Without doubt, yeah. Yeah. without doubt. Now he's obviously inspiring a nation. Yeah, yeah. And so coming to Australia was that an easy decision? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is <laughs> yeah. that because the wife said we're going home? <laughs> I already knew Australia. I had been yeah. I had travelled here quite a few times, and I knew people here, and I have of, of course a family in law here, so it, it wasn't hard. And then the education possibilities for my kids, uh, there, there were a lot. Stronger than they would have been in Guatemala. Okay. So it, it was an easy decision. So the kids go to like to a local school in yeah. Canberra. Yeah. So they're part just part of the community. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. so good. And um, what is an ambassador? What's an ambassador do? What's your job? Well, do you know yet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, try, I try to learn every day. Yeah, 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 yeah of, course, but, of course. But um, basically, what I need to do, uh, what an, any ambassador needs to do, is just. Strengthen the bilateral relations between both countries, host mm-hmm. country Australia and invited country Guatemala. Because of my background in investment and trade, that's what I've focused on a lot. But yeah. there's, but there's a lot of other things that we've been working on, like um, a cooperation with indigenous populations. Guatemala and Australia are very similar in, in the way we failed miserably with our indigenous with culture. our indigenous culture and mm-hmm. the way we're trying to come out of that more or less at the same time during the early 90s. So I think we've got a lot to learn from each other, both from the things that we've done right and from the things that we've done wrong. I, th- I think there's a lot of learning to, to be done from both of our experiences. And so you're the representative for Guatemala here. So does that mean if Guatemalans are here, they come to you for assistance? Like we would in, say, we're in the US or in the UK, we go to the embassy and that's where we'd get looked after? Yeah, there's a consular section and there's a consul that, it deals with that sort of thing. Yeah, passports and 
you know, a sick Guatemalan here or there, or maybe even somebody that has problems with the law. Or uh-huh. yeah, just, so there's a there's a section in the embassy for that. And then everything else you do is sort of at, at that peer level. Um, is that the way that works as well? So yeah, government level. Uh, I have to talk to parliamentarians. I have to talk to ministers. Must I'll be a frustrating job. <laughs> it, it can be, but it can be. Because as you say, they can't make decisions. It's like they're, they're sort of, they take it all in. I find that when I, I deal a lot with uh, local and state politicians and they, they seem to listen a lot and then they go, well, I can't help you. <laughs> it's like, well, thanks. Yeah, although because I had experience in government before, yeah. it doesn't surprise me, so it's not that frustrating. Seeing I had to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because especially when I when I talk about investment and trade and, and private business, I used to do this all the time, but just, I was just sitting on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. So now it's easier for me to understand this private sector because I've been part of that private yeah, sector before. Cool. So, so you get to see both sides. Yeah, I get to see both sides. It's, it's been a great job. Love it. So is that, are you on like a uh, uh, contract? Are you here for a certain period of time or does that get renewed or how long? Are you allowed to stay in the country for a long time? Well, um, if I don't do anything wrong, I <laughs> <laughs> they keep you. Uh, 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 Australia shouldn't have a problem with me staying. But for there's no like stints like they do, like for instance, U.S. presidency, where it's four years, or you don't get sent no, to a post for no. a certain amount of time. Usually, it just depends on whoever is on on power, and it depends uh, on what you've been doing during the time you've been ambassador. And it also has a lot to do, and if you have things that you still need to finish. Yeah. Okay. So if a new government comes next year, which a new government will come. And I have things that need to be finished. Then it's very possible to stay another year, two years. Uh-huh. So yeah, it just depends on the conditions of the moment and the thoughts of the president on the moment. This was a president that was very focused in investment and trade. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. But there might be another president that is more in, interested in, I don't know, sports, for example, mm-hmm. just to, to give an idea. Yeah, yeah. So they'll bring somebody that knows that area a lot more. So it, it just depends on the presidential priorities of the, of the moment. And how long are you allowed to be a president in Guatemala? Four years. And that's it? Yeah. No, do you get to run again at any other time? No. Okay. One time. That's a um, that's a short stint, isn't it, to make a change? It really is. And it's one of the things that should change, but hasn't changed because it's in our constitution and it's there for a reason. Yeah, of course. It's there for a reason, but um, it, I think those reasons have changed substantially and it, there's, that should change as well. So as you move into the next phase, um, are there like already front runners that like people know, or oh, that'll be the next president, or is it is it close still, or how does that work? There's four people right now that mm-hmm. have a, that I think have a, a. They're leading in all in all the, all the polls. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait to see what 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 Amala decides. And it's interesting, isn't it? When you when it's like it, Australia, you would have seen the, the change already between when when we changed governments here. Like we had uh, a longer serving in the last lot, and then now the Labor governments here completely changes the way the whole country's run. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been interesting to watch as 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 a foreigner. Yeah, uh, seeing that change and and. And is that the same sort of thing that happens in yeah. other countries? Yeah. You, you find yeah. that it sort of gets lost for about six to 12 months <laughs> and then, then they realize what they're doing and then they go, oh, actually we should do this or do that. I find that really interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine with four years? As you said, they learn the first year. Yeah. They start doing things the they second year. They plan the year. second year, yeah. <laughs> then they do, then they go, oh, and I'm then, having a talk. And then they're out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's why it needs to change. I really believe that it should be longer terms and the possibility of a re-election should be there. 
Yeah, well, the thing with that is that if they're doing a good job, they'll get re-elected. Exactly. Um, if they're not, then they won't. Unless you're in America, then that's a completely different <laughs> beast, isn't it? So, um, when you finished this role, mm-hmm. is would you go back to being a lawyer? Um, no. No, you wouldn't no. go. You, you like the um, the sort of the political side more now. The international side of things, yeah. Okay. Uh, when I'm done with this one, we'll see if. They send me to another post that might be interesting. Okay. I, I might do that. And if they don't send me to another place that is interesting, not only interesting for me in my career, but also interesting for my family to live yeah, in. Yeah, of course. And then I might just become a new Australian. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You can come work with us. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, like sport. What I love sport. Like I love music as well, but I love sport. And uh, Guatemala, my understanding is that football – is number one. Yeah, for sure. Then baseball? Or uh, is baseball is played here. There, there's, there's basketball going on. Okay. Um, so how far is football ahead of everything else? Is it a, oh, a miles? No, like, yeah, miles. Yeah. 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 So as a kid, everyone plays football yeah. in the streets and, and in, in the, the parks streets, and stuff. Uh, you go out for recess time, you play football. <laughs> you After school, you play football. Yeah, yeah what's well, yeah. South American, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so with that, then what, um, what other options do you have? Like, are, are there other things in schools and stuff that they give you opportunities to? Yeah, there, there are. Uh, there's a lot of tennis players. Okay. Uh, uh, there's basketball going on. There's... There's just about a, a chance that any sport, there, there, you'll find a club. Yeah, uh, okay. Even rugby, which is not big in, in Latin America. What about cricket? No. <laughs> I've actually, uh, I'll, and you'll meet him shortly. I've got a, uh, the ex-England cricket captain works for me here. I got one of Adam Holyoke. And, uh, yeah, when you meet him, he looks like a rugby player, not like a cricketer. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I love in the in the U.S. at the moment. Cricket's massive. It's, it's getting big. That's because of the Indian population that mm-hmm. lives there. It, uh, you'll find... As that's happened. Did that happen in Guatemala? Did you get a no. lot of Indian population come? No, not really. So not who really. would be the biggest immigrants to Guatemala? Um, early Guatemala, all the Europeans. So yeah. There's a lot of, of course, a lot of Spanish, Italian, and German influence in, in Guatemala City. And a lot of Central Americans have traveled to Guatemala to migrate because we are the biggest economy. So that has attracted people from Honduras, El Salvador, okay. Nicaragua. So we've got a pretty good high migration from those countries yeah yeah and what um what relationship do you have with the rest of the region is it, is it all very friendly or is it uh like from a political point of view like for instance in australia like we're pretty friendly with everyone except obviously china at the moment yeah. <laughs> but they are starting to become friends again i believe but yeah like is it the same in south america or is it very close these days or is it yeah. still separated yeah um Historically, all of Latin America has been pretty united, mm-hmm. uh, especially Central America, where yeah. we come from. We even have a, uh, it's called CICA, the Central American uh, Central American Integration System, uh-huh. where we hope to one day become one oh, in okay. Central America. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, our relations have been pretty tight up until very recently, where the whole world, though, it's not only a Latin American thing. It's everywhere has been polarized between an extreme left and an extreme right. So that has made countries go one way or the other and have a bit of a of a separation between the tension us. in That's, the air. Yeah, yeah. But but I believe like everything, this is gonna pass in a couple of years. I d I don't think this this polarization is going to hold up. It goes in cycles, doesn't yeah. it? There's always some some far lefty or righty that comes yeah. in and yeah. and tries to make those sort of changes. So yeah. do you think it will ever become one? Um 
it would make sense that it would. I, yeah. I, I, I think that one of our best possibilities of developing is precisely being one, one country. And would that be as a country or would that be similar to what they did in Europe with the euro and that sort of stuff? That would be a start. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, it's it's going to be hard because when you've got countries that have been going on for so long, it's hard for somebody to try to give up part of what they have. Yeah. But but I do believe that at a certain point, our elites will figure out that that's the only way if we want to compete in a globalized world. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So go back to sport because that's where I always go back to. Who's your football team? Who do you follow? My, my hometown team. It's called Chilahu MSA. How do I say that? Chile? No, Chilahu MSA. Can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my hometown is called Quetzaltenango, but the other indigenous name for it is Chilahu. Okay. So Chilahu. Chilahu. Okay. Yeah. So our so- soccer team is called Chelahu. Oh, wow. And what about uh, EPL? Do you follow the EPL? EPL is... So English Premier League? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love watching it. I can't say that I really have a team there. Uh, although I, I'm really liking Manchester City right now because I enjoy watching Haaland. He's unbelievable. Yeah, isn't he's, he's so strong and... It's uh, it's 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 amazing when you look at different. Like it's overnight, uh, Sam Kerr from Australia, she just captained Chelsea to win the Women's FA Cup for the third year in a row, and uh, just the skill that you see in in the football there compared to other places in the world. Yeah. Whereas I actually love Latin American football because it's a lot more flamboyant, and uh, to me, it's, it makes a lot more sense. It's more fun to watch. Yeah, I, I my favorite player right now is Messi. Yeah. Uh, me and the other 99% of the world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo's tipped off the edge, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he still he, earns more money, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, but he went to a league that, that isn't doing what no. what he's used to doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, no, So, yeah, I, I like the South American football, too. I was I was very glad that Argentina won this last World Cup. It was so. pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're in America at the time, and uh, we're watching it, and uh, it was. I think everyone was not unhappy. Like it yeah. was, everyone was happy, happy. It was them anyway. So like and happy it was messy. It, yeah. it, it had a lot to do with him because everybody really thought that he, at a certain point in his life, deserved the World Cup. And indeed, and it's funny. Isn't it funny that one man can polarize such a, a large community around the world? Yeah, that, definitely. Uh, they all come together for that one human being. Yeah, amazing. but there's talk that he's going to go to Saudi. I don't know if that'll work. They're offering him something like five hundred million dollars <laughs> a year. It's There's got to be a number, doesn't yeah, there? Yeah. There's got to be a yeah. number. Uh, so, sport playing yourself, football, tennis. I played tennis for a while. I played football as a social thing more than. Did uh, you shoot hoops at all? Did you play basketball? Yeah, we played basketball every yeah. now and then at school. Yeah, we and played some volleyball as well. Is there a national league for other than football? Yeah, in we've got a basketball national league. Okay. We've got a volleyball national league. Yeah, um, yeah. The major sports have national and they're, leagues. And they're classed as professional. They get paid to play. Mm, or semi. The basketballs are semi-professional, yeah. and the football is professional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing. I love. I love listening to stories around from all around the world. And so, what's next for you? In my when, just career? next. What's next here? Well, you my know. next my next two days are all about watching uh, rhythmic gym, gymnastics with my <laughs> girls. Yeah. They both qualified for the national competition over right. here. This is their third year qualifying. That's awesome. So is that individually or is that as part of a team? No, individually. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, my oldest one was uh, Guatemalan champion for four or five years straight, and she did really well in the Central American competition. So, so yeah, we just kept So if she wins nationals that. here, can she represent Australia? 
Or is she? Yeah, I mean, or she she's is, your mum's Australian, isn't she? Yeah, she is Australian as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is that what the nationals here do? Do they go to the next stage after this is represent? The no, the, the, the girls that are my, uh, around 16, 17 years old now can go to a ne- the next step. Okay. To try to go to Olympics and all that. Yeah. We're not sure if she's going to do that or not. It'll be her decision, but I, I think she's very academic as well. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a choice she's going to have to make, whether she's going to go 100 academic or 100 sports. Because you can't really be you amazing both. at both. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. You can be good at both, but mm-hmm. it'd be amazing at one or the other. Yeah. So what's your um, preference? Well, well, you don't have one. <laughs> I th- I think I would like the academic life better yeah. for her, but but it's as not, most dads yeah. would. <laughs> but, but, but it's not something that I I want to push. Yeah, in course. any way. And your other daughter, is she just as good. Yeah, just as good. Isn't it amazing? You got two very talented. Why, why gymnastics? Is that just something they did as kids, or it's something that my wife liked? Yeah, and she saw the opportunity in Guatemala to put her into a. a is a, a big a in Guatemala? Gymnastics? We, yeah, we've had a few uh, people go to the Olympics. And okay. Yeah. So, so she started very young with with my oldest one. She, she loved it, so it just came natural to go down that path. It's unbelievable. Well, one of the things we want to do with uh, with you guys, and uh, something we're going to talk about later on today, is twenty thirty two. And twenty thirty two is a massive focus for all of us here up in Queensland because of uh, obviously the Olympics. And uh, building relationships with countries and building relationships with teams, etc. So, how is the Guatemalan twenty two? Is that something that they they do this far out, ten years out? Um, is the Olympic movement big? We do have a big Olympic movement, but it's usually private. It's, it's usually the government is not involved in it. Oh, much. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it comes from all the different federations. Yeah. Looking for sponsors, looking for people that can help out and. That's actually why Paula brought us together. How we to, got together, yeah. To see how we can we can somehow help those young people make their dream come true of coming to those Olympics and, and succeeding in it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah. if we can create pathways and we can help them in that space, then that's something I believe that we can uh, we can definitely help out with. And that's um, that's the reason we're here today, and the reason we're going to break bread later on this, this morning. Definitely. And uh, and do that. So, mate, I love to wrap these up by a quick fire question. So, you ready? Yeah, cool. What's your favorite food? Mexican. Any particular? Tacos. Taco. I love tacos. And I also love <laughs> ceviche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your favorite song? Can I only pick one? Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. That was really, really quick. That was the quickest that's ever been. Where's your favorite place in the world? Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Wow, and wouldn't have picked that. Why Los Angeles? <laughs> I love it. It, it. When I say Los Angeles, I refer to Los Angeles greater area. Yeah, the whole area. Yeah. The whole area. There's so so many small towns that make up L.A. Mm-hmm. that are so laid back and so, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's one of it those vibes that Mexican I really like. Food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about in Australia? What's your favorite place in Australia? So far, Brisbane. Gold Coast. Yes. Yeah. Wrong one. <laughs> oh, we're an hour south. <laughs> it's only an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> Why Brisbane? You just love the city? It's a small town that has everything that a city has to offer. Yeah, that's what we call the big country town. Yeah, that's what that's what Brisbane's all about. Well, mate, I thank you so much for doing this. Um, I know it's not something you normally do, and I really appreciate it. I love learning about who you are and what you do and what you stand for. And uh, at the same time, uh, we look forward to working alongside you and working with you and with the Guatemali people. And we're looking forward to doing as much as we possibly can. Well, thanks for having me here, and yeah, I really look forward to being able to bring some of these young guys over here and 
get them ready for that Olympic. That'd be great. Well, mate, as far as I'm concerned, you're an awesome human. Thank you very much. Uh, you're an awesome human too. Thank you very Jeez. much. <laughs>